I'm your girl, Latoya Francis, and you're listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the On My Soapbox podcast, the place where I come to be unfiltered and unadulterated on matters that might not be popular or might even bring some opposition. But this is my soapbox and these are the things I'm passionate about. Reflecting on the past year and the various conversations I've had with friends and family members coming out of it, it is abundantly clear to me that we all have experienced perspective shifts in various areas of our lives. Over the coming week, I would like to invite you to join me on the journey of having intimate conversations with women I love and respect from all around the world and from all walks of life, all sharing the various lessons and perspective shifts they've experienced in the last year are up to this point in their lives. This series is called The Perspectives Project. For each episode, there will be an accompanying article posted on the francisthedreamer.com website that further shares our guest's journey. Today, I'm speaking with the one and only Leilani Roach, a.k.a. Lani Bear, a.k.a. Lani Montana. Lol. (laughs) So, tell us a little about yourself. Who is Leilani Roach, a.k.a. Lani Bear, a.k.a. Lani Montana? Who told you about my Lani Bear? Listen. Nickname, though. I got connections. I got connections. Oh, my word. All right. Well, as you know, I'm Lani Bear, apparently. And I guess a little twist. I'm I'm a daughter. I'm an aunt. I am a sister. And I just so happened to work at an offshore law firm in corporate administration. I'm on a secondment residing in Hong Kong. It's been great and obviously quite interesting. So I think that's pretty much me. At least that's pretty much what I would like to share no, about that's myself. Good. That's good. I mean, you know, Hong Kong living your best life. I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to give your perspective shift, or lesson learned, a title, what would it be? It would definitely be the resilience of mankind in a broken world. Yo, that's deep. And I read the essay, (laughs) and I really liked your perspective in the last year. But resilience, can you tell me how you got there? Because we see a lot on social media, news as a whole. I don't think the mass majority are seeing it as resilience, you know? So how did you get there? <laughs> well, the fact that we are still here, I would say that's an aspect of resilience because mm-hmm. you didn't give up. Mm-hmm. Just because we're not succeeding or just because life doesn't look the way that we want it to look like right now doesn't mean that we're not thriving. We're still thriving and we're still growing. Maybe not at the speed that we would have wanted to grow at or what we would hope we would be growing at. But nonetheless, we're still growing and moving. So that in itself is resilience. Mm. And I guess thinking uh, 2020, right? And just Mm. how so much change almost, I would say overnight, (laughs) woke up one morning and the world was totally different. Was there any specific part of that or any specific event that you would say kind of helped to shape 
that, or maybe it wasn't an actual event of 2020, but I think having the perspective of seeing what we've gone through and seeing how we've come out and being able to stand and say, yo, we were resilient. What do you think informed your ability to have that perspective? (laughs) I would say for me, I think from the end of 2018 onwards, I have experienced a lot of loss, Mm -hmm. um, more than I would have bargained for, for sure. At the end of 2018, I lost my grandmother just before I left uh, to head to Hong Kong. So I guess me not being home kind (laughs) of helped me overcome that loss Mm -hmm. and, well, helped me to grieve the loss easier. I wouldn't say you can really overcome a loss, but as you progress, it gets a bit easier. And in 2020, (laughs) I lost an uncle. I lost a grand uncle. I lost a grand aunt all in the space of two months because of COVID. Couldn't get to go to the funerals. So there's been a lot of changes in my life, Mm -hmm. to say the least. And it just made me wonder like because this is my real first experience losing people that are close to me Mm. so but I know it's not the first time anyone has ever gone through it Mm -hmm. so I guess with those experiences it kind of made me sit back and just like look at my life look at the people in my life and just notice like wow there's like my mom lost her dad at a very young age and I have no idea what her life was before, but nonetheless, she's grown through that. And she's been able to provide a stable home for me, along with my dad. They both were able to provide stable homes for me. And what they provided for me is the normal that I know. And yet, to even get to that point, I know somewhere down the line, they had to experience some form of loss or some form of disappointment or heartache. Mm -hmm. So I think those events, that happened from 2018 onward and just observing the people that are around me has helped me to shape the idea like (laughs) mankind is resilient Mm -hmm. we keep going and to be honest like in all things like it's only by God's grace sometimes that we keep going whether or not we believe I firmly think that God always has the same things whether or not we like to acknowledge he's there Mm -hmm. it's like the wind right it's like you might not see it but Sometimes you might feel it, but nonetheless, it's always there. Yeah. I feel like as I read your essay, something that was apparent to me, and I don't know if if this was apparent to me prior to reading this essay, but this relationship between brokenness and resilience. And Mm -hmm. after I read the essay, it made me wonder whether one can be resilient without first experiencing some type of brokenness, which I now know that It would have to depend on what our definition of brokenness is. But all the same, after reading it, like thinking about the brokenness of mankind to start with, thinking about even when you talk about losing, you know, for the first time, losing people that are closest to you and having to live through that sadness, that hurt, that pain, that brokenness, Mm -hmm. and that leading to now you feeling or being able to see the resilience of mankind. Like, what are your thoughts on the relationship between brokenness and resilience? I would say that there's definitely 
a relationship there. I guess the question is, can one know how much further they can go without some form of opposition? I guess that is debatable. But for me, I think some form of hardship, whether it be a loss, whether it's a disappointment, like you applied for a position but didn't get it, whether it's like a friendship disappointment, anything that you did not plan for and it provided a negative effect on you, I think that how we respond to that is the level of resilience that we have. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like you have to go through something in order to really confirm whether or not you are resilient. Mm -hmm. On your journey, how important would you say celebrating small wins or finding joy in difficult circumstances is? Very important. I think we can't always concentrate on what we've lost. I think we need to also reflect on what we have and the things that actually do go well. (laughs) I think it would be such a sad place if we just continue to surround ourselves with the negativity. So I do think it's very important to just be vulnerable and celebrate a win. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people would think that, oh, you're supposed to be mourning. You shouldn't be smiling. I see that on social media all the time. Like people go through so many things, like maybe a celebrity lost a loved one or whatever, and they post a picture with themselves smiling or having fun. And it's like, people are saying like, you know, you're not allowed to have fun right now. You should be mourning. But (laughs) I mean, you have to keep moving. You have to keep living. While you keep living, you will find joy eventually. So So like, I don't think even if you are going through a situation, I don't think you should sacrifice the joys that come out of other aspects of your life Mm. just because you're going through a disappointment or a loss in another area. Yeah, There are going to be times like where you will want to mourn or where you will just want to sulk in that. But Mm -hmm. I do believe that when those opportunities of joy come up, like grab that, grab a hold of it because you don't know when it's going to come again, especially if you're going through loss, man. Like, yeah. Oh, it's hard. Like your life is never the same. They're never, especially if the person who is around you all the time and all of a sudden they're just gone. Yeah. Like it's hard to move on sometimes. It's hard to adapt. So I do believe that we owe it to ourselves to be vulnerable with the wings or vulnerable with the, <laughs> with the joy that we do get to seize during those moments yeah because like as you were talking like it's almost like I was having flashbacks of myself and and when I do find myself in situations where for one reason or the other I am bouncing back a lot faster than even myself or others expect and Mm -hmm. you kind of feel the need sometimes to like kind of quench the joy or like you say when people think you should be in mourning but you have a big smile on your face you feel like okay let me just have a straight face because I don't want to be insensitive to others but I do believe yeah. that this, this idea of resilience is not something that we should shy away from or hide from but really embrace because even now I think the stance that I take on a lot of things in my life when it comes to resilience is this if I can smile today I'm going to smile today mm. no matter what you know <laughs> definitely because I don't know if I'm going to be able to smile tomorrow. And it's not like, a, 
yeah, it's not like you're trying to be negative, but it's facts. We live yeah. in a, we live in a world and, and things that are constantly changing. So I think that's why when I read your essay, I was really, really inspired and really like appreciative of it because I feel like this stance and this perspective of resilience, most people, most of us human beings, we have to work hard at getting here because it's so easy for us, like you say, to when you're in a bad situation to stay there and sulk. It's easy to stay in sulk. To me, it's more challenging to move and transition to a position of resilience. For sure. Do you have any advice for those who might find it a bit harder to find joy or to celebrate small wins? Any advice on how they can do that? For me, and again, I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. I think first and foremost, your relationship with Christ Mm -hmm. is the foundation of joy. And for me, it has allowed me to keep going, especially knowing that at least the people that I lost, they all knew who Jesus was. So I have that hope that I will see them again. Mm -hmm. So for me, my faith in Jesus definitely plays a part. I would say, like, if you're not on that Jesus wagon, please consider. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, like I've mentioned, like, the world is a broken place, man. It's not going to get <laughs> any better. I don't want to sound pessimistic, but life will be life. You yeah. know, life will happen and it won't be easy. But when you have Jesus in your corner, you have hope. Yeah. It allows you to navigate the lows of life a bit better because it gives you hope. Mm hmm. And that's one thing that I definitely find hope and joy in. I feel like joy and hope is like, kind of goes hand in hand Mm -hmm. um, in some cases. And then another thing, surround yourself with positive people, yo. Like your tribe, your community, it's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, it is. As much as I don't want to admit it sometimes, as much as I feel like, yo, you know, I'm a one woman wolf pack. Like I can get through life all by myself. Mm -hmm. And I maybe can, but again, it's so much easier when you have community surrounding you, when you have people surrounding you that you know love you and you know they have your back regardless. So things like that definitely, again, brings hope, brings joy. Yeah. Lani, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing with us your journey on coming to a place of resilience definitely believe that people will be encouraged by this and hopefully have a new lens to view their circumstances through is there anything else that you want the people them to know not much (laughs) but uh just thanks for having me and thanks for giving me this opportunity as well to share my thoughts on it and I'm hoping that whoever reads the article or even listens to the podcast will get something from it and find hope yeah man and There's a quote from Maya Angelou that says, I can be changed by what happens to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. Lalani is one of my best friends, and I definitely know that this won't be her last podcast joining uh, (laughs) our episode. I am constantly inspired by the way that she sees the world and just her heart for people. And we also would love to hear about your experiences of resilience this past year. After hearing Lilani's journey, would you or could you now consider your journey to also be one 
thought of as resilience, be sure to comment on our social media page, The Dreamers Guild, KY, or comment on the post on francisthedreamer.com website, comment on Lani's article, and just let us know. Like, we want to hear from you. Be sure to check out Lilani's article again on francisthedreamer.com and any comments, any questions that you have for her. Maybe, who knows, Lilani, you might be the guru right now on resilience. So (laughs) if you have any questions on how she came to that stance, that perspective, be sure to reach out. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and all of these links and locations of where you can find us will be in the description below. Thank you for listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. I'm your girl, LaToya Francis. Until next time, stand for something or fall for anything.